Welcome to the Exercise Your Happiness podcast. I'm Tina Burnell, a certified integrative health coach and neuro-accelerated hypnotist. In this podcast, we'll explore the incredible power of your mind and body, helping you break free from the emotional chaos, unleash your self-expression, and cultivate a life that's not just happy, but truly vibrant. It all starts right here. Most people are doing this all wrong. And it's not only counterproductive, but could be a major factor in why you are feeling stuck and unhappy. So a few years ago, I was attending a transformational program and there was probably about 800 and some odd people on this Zoom call. And the person that was speaking, the host, got on and the first thing he shared and the specific topic that week was, I think it was about choice or choices, but he said, I need to tell you all this first. He said, this is something that most people are doing backwards. And so it's really appropriate because now when you're listening to this episode, it's the new year. It's 2024. And maybe as you're listening to this, kind of scratching your head like, oh my gosh, what is she going to say? Some of you maybe already have done this because I, I'm raising my hand, I have done this for so long. I was doing this for most of my life because I love, love, love to be expressive and finding out that when I was taking this class, I'll go back to the transformational class, when the speaker said this phrase or this word or these things that we shouldn't be doing, I watched everybody who was on that page. So there's 800 people on a Zoom and you know, you're know you on one page and our reactions were almost all alike. Mine, I think my eyes kind of bugged out like, oh my God, yes, why am I doing this? So what's the common misstep? The common misstep, the thing that most people are doing all wrong is that they are telling people what their goals are. And I'm here to tell you to stop telling people what your future goals are. Now, you might be wondering why sharing your goals is causing more harm than good. And it turns out that there is a psychological phenomenon at play here. So let's call it the backfire effect. And I'm going to give you three reasons why you need to stop telling people what your goals are. So let me just say this as well. And of course, I always love to share a little bit of my own experience and my story is that if you did already, okay, so fine. Let's go through these reasons and I'm gonna give you ways that you can keep going on with whatever goals you shared with people already and how to shift from this thought process that, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. You did not. I'm just here to teach you now for further because your goals and the way that you are going to move forward with your goals, they're always gonna change and you're always going to shift. So this is just something to embrace now and to use for future reference. So reason number one, when you share your goals, you often seek external validation. 
And you're always looking for this applause and encouragement that might feel good initially. But relying on external validation can be what we call something on shaky ground for you to keep going. And your goal should be deeply rooted in what you want, your self-worth, and not dependent on others' opinions. So number one reason why we call it the backfire effect in why you should not tell people your goals. So one was the external validation. Number two, the potential sabotage. So reason two, broadcasting your goals can unintentionally invite skepticism and potential sabotage. Remember this. Now think about your own life right now. People that you've shared your goals with, how supportive were they? Did they immediately have this reaction like, what? You want to do what? That's too hard. Or ask you a million questions or tell you why you shouldn't do it. So you start to see that the support that you expected to have for your vision isn't really supportive from the people that you think would say, sure, you should do this, right? So exposing your dreams to unnecessary doubt can hinder your progress. So I'm going to stop there for a moment and tell you a story that really has to encompass two of the reasons, external validation and potential sabotage. So at that age of eight, I'm going to go back to about the age of eight, I think it was. So my dad worked nights and my mom was our go-to for myself and my sisters for mostly everything. And I love my dad. He was very supportive. But for my sisters and my view of life, my mom was there for the challenges, the problems, the band-aids, the boo-boos, the everything, the tears, and the happy times as well, of course. So I remember it was about 11 o'clock at night. And I can vividly remember as I close my eyes, as I share this story, I was excited because I had a really great day at school, elementary school. and. I couldn't sleep. I could not sleep that night because I was so excited to tell my mom something. And I kind of crept down the stairs because my mom was always cleaning the house at night. You know, she would be sweeping and cleaning the floors or washing the floors after she took care of, you know, her four girls. And I remember coming into the kitchen and she looked at me like, Tina, what are you still doing up? And I was so, so excited to share. And I said to her, I was like, I can't hold it in. I know what I want to do when I get older. Now I'm eight years old, really passionate about this. And I remember putting like the mop down on the counter, leaning it against the counter. And she looked at me and she said, okay, well, what is it? What is it that you want to share? And I said, again, I know what I want to do when I get older. And she said, okay, what? And I felt like so much energy coming out of me. Like I can vividly remember this so clearly. It was this emotional event, right? So of course I'm going to remember it even more. And I said, I want to be a physical education teacher. Like mouth open, the volume of me sharing it was like so hyped up. And she looked at me and she said, okay, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, yes, yes, without a shadow of a doubt. And she said, hmm, I don't think that's a good idea. And I looked at her and I was like, huh, what? And in that moment, I was like, 
Well, why not? You see, my mom was my go-to. My mom was supportive. My mom was someone that I loved my mom. I loved my mom. And everything that she had taught us, I saw her as the go-to. Like, she did no wrong. And we know our parents make mistakes. And in this case, I was like, I can't question her. I'm only eight, right? This is only context of all that I know in my life. And my mom being a mother of four girls, I thought, well, I can't not cross her, but I can't question her because I didn't know any more than just what I felt inside. And she gave me her reasons, gave me like a few reasons. And one particularly, she said, well, you have to think about it, Tina. There's only one or two physical education teachers per school. So it would be harder. It'd be a lot harder or hard work to get those positions. And I remember going, and? Like, so what? It didn't matter if I had to do the hard work. And now seeing this now at the age I am, and as I reflected back on this for many years, I realized that the view of her lens of life was that she already had a hard life, a very difficult life. And so where she was now was, I'm happy where I am. I've been through the hard, hard left, a lot of heavy baggage and some tears and pain, a lot of trauma and pain. And so when she was giving me that advice of hard work, it was from her point of view. And I, again, didn't realize that then. And I just thought my point of view was like, okay, so I failed and I've done some hard work before. Why can't I do it? And so our views weren't matching, but I didn't question her. And so I just believed whatever her words were, my truth. And they became my truth in anything that I wanted to further do in my life. I thought, wow, that's going to be hard work. I don't know if I have what it takes because I'd been conditioned to believe that hard work wasn't for me. And so a lot of things I did take the easy way out or a lot of things that I didn't try or attempt to do because I was conditioned. And I do have to say, as you're listening to this, again, I'm a mother. I have made a lot of mistakes and said a lot of things to my kids through the lens of what I was living through. And so this was not malicious at all from my mom. It was just the situation and the experience. But I am so grateful to learn and to go through what I've learned through, through transformational courses and programs and learning about the brain and learning about this happiness that I always wanted and the passion. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of backstory of like telling people your goals, especially those that you love or love you. They may not be the most supportive people because they may fear that you may get hurt. So external validation, I was looking for permission from my mom and this potential sabotage, which it did sabotage me because I started to go down a path that I looked at my identity from a place that I could not do hard things. So reason number three, which something that I did not realize when I was going through this as well with telling about my goals was premature satisfaction. So reason three, there is a 
fascinating psychology twist, right? This is something, again, I didn't know much about that I kind of learned as I kept going into further exploring this, that studies suggest that sharing your goals gives your brain a premature sense of satisfaction. So in turn, it actually is like this trick, your brain, it's a trick that your mind thinks that by you sharing it, you already have this feeling of, I accomplished the goal. So there's no urgency to further pursue it. I thought that was mind-blowing to have this, again, like we say, psychology twist on it. And our brain will do and hack. And I talk about this in a lot of my programs that I teach with women, that your brain wants familiar. And as you're sharing your story, your brain is like, oh, I see, I see. I don't have this urgency because I already left like this passion out of me, so to speak. I think I'll put it in layman's terms. It almost feels like, oh, okay, I did it. So now there's no urgency in really trying to pursue it. And one of those things that I really feel is that a lot of people love to share what their goals are. So let me say this. As a coach, I do ask my clients, what are your goals? Because I want to find out what's limiting them. So I want you to think as you listen to this episode, who are you sharing your goals with and what have been your reaction? What is the reaction of the recipient that you're telling? And what are some of those sabotages that have happened because you told people or those you love what your goals are? Okay, so what do we do instead? So if you're ready to break free from this counterproductive cycle, here are three simple alternatives. I like to say exercises to replace the urge to share your goals. So number one, daily affirmations. Yes, those daily affirmations. Writing down your goals. Write them down. Get a book. I have a beautiful journal book that I write down my goals every single day. I tell my kids, my boys, what do you want? Write it down so you can see it and then you can revise it and change it. But it helps before you start sharing it first. So we want to write it down, own it for yourself and then say them every day. Whether you say them in your head or you say them aloud. So I'll tell you a little funny story. We've been staying in hotels since we closed on our home and I would write my goals on the bathroom mirror after shower because I was like, I'm not telling people what my goals are. I wanted to see them for myself every day. And it might sound silly, but I just felt so good about writing them down everywhere. So If I look back and I think of the day that I was so eager to talk to my mom and share my excitement and my passion, if I stopped and knew, right, something you could teach your kids as well, is to sit down and if I wrote down my goals in a book that was mine and I kept writing it over and over, I don't know if I would have been so, let's just say I would have still probably told my mom what my goals are at age seven or eight. But my reaction to it would have been like firm, my feet in the sand to go, okay, but I'm writing them down. I believe in myself that much because I see 
what I'm writing. My passion is now from my head on a piece of paper. It's like reaffirming, right? Those daily affirmations of goals that I wanted for myself. It really just would solidify so much. And yes, I was seeking this approval of my mom, but instead I would have given myself permission, not looking for it outside. So number two is visualization. So I really hone on this when I work with my clients. I'm a big visualization person and coach. However, some of my clients don't actually see, but I talk when I say visualization, I say it in a feeling as well. So imagine as if whatever your goal is, that you're engaging it with all of your senses, seeing it with vivid color, the smells, the scents, hearing the sounds, watching yourself physically do the job or whatever it is that you want to succeed at. Because visualization is such a powerful tool to make your dreams feel real and attainable. So with a little side note, I was talking to one of my sons in reference to something that he was not sharing with me. I think we were just having this conversation about something and he does a lot of research and he was sharing it. And I said, well, can you see it? What does it look like? What is the smells? I was like, by you doing this specific task, who's around? What kind of noises and this and that? And I got excited when we were talking about it, but I started to see the wheel spinning in his head as if that vision or feeling was already happening. So that's really powerful. And the next one is gratitude. Number three, gratitude journal. So someone had given me recently a gratitude journal and I love the journal because it takes me no more than five minutes to do it, but it just really puts me in this place of solidifies where I am at the moment. So even though we have goals that we want to succeed at, it makes me really present in what I have at the moment and what I am grateful for. And it just puts me in a sense of pleasure and peace because I don't have to feel anxious that I haven't met the goal yet. It really helps me to just calm myself as I'm taking whatever thoughts I'm grateful for, switching. And yes, there are some things that happen in the brain that I talk about my clients with gratefulness. It just makes me feel whole. It makes me feel at peace. And so when you're doing this gratitude journal or exercise, it really focuses again and reinforces this positive aspect of your current situation. So I have a bonus for you. I want you to create this feeling or experience daily. So every day, I want you to close your eyes, take a deep breath in, and then immerse yourself in the emotions, seeing it, feeling it, smelling it, tasting it, writing it down, and living in those goals. Because this simple exercise will keep you connected to the beauty of the opportunities that are there for you. And there you have it. Stop telling people your goals and start nurturing them with him. And remember, these exercises are worth your happiness. Thanks so much for listening. Remember that you can live a happy and vibrant life and you don't have to move through it alone. If you'd like guidance and support on your emotional wellness journey, 
go to the link in the description to book your free emotional strategy session with me. Until next time, let's go exercise your happiness.